Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I gotta go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. Who's that red sock? Am I Ed Harris? And kids only catch on fire at night. All this and more on a brand new How Did This Get Made? Last Looks. Places, everyone, and hit the theme. If you made a call so you could chat with Paul to ask him what you really want to know, or maybe just kick back, have some fun and relax, because you want to hear an entertaining show. Sure, some things they forgot, whether you noticed or not. So now it's time to set the record straight. It's the mini episode, last looks, here we go. And start, how did this get made? Hello, all you tight pajama-wearing kids. I'm your milk attendant, Paul Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks, where you, the listener, get to voice your issues on the Melanie Griffith, Ed Harris classic Milk Money. Plus, Jason and I will answer some listener phone calls and chat about all the stuff that we are currently into. Plus, we're going to reveal next week's movie. And at the end of the show, I will share an exclusive bonus scene from the live taping of Milk Money at Largo. But first things first, a big shout out to Devin Helmer for that theme. Yes, Devin, that was awesome. We love these songs. And if you have a Last Looks theme, send it to How Did This Get Made at Earwolf.com. But keep them short, 15, 20 seconds is best. We don't need to hear anything longer than that. Brevity is the soul of wit. 
And if you want to see the soul of wit, come see us live. Uh, we are going on tour this August. How did this get made is coming to a bunch of East Coast towns. We're doing two nights in Boston at two different theaters. We're doing two nights in New York. Well, technically New York and New Jersey. We're doing a night in Philly and we are doing a night in D.C. Tickets are almost sold out, but go to hdtgm.com for more info and tickets. The movies are not yet announced, so don't ask me, Paul, what's the movie? And yes, we're going to do a different movie every night. And yes, there are going to be special guests for the first time ever. Oh yeah, we got some good stuff lined up for you. Anyway, uh, go to hdtgm.com right now. All the shows are on sale. And now let's get into it. Last week, we talked at length about Milk Money. Um, As one of our commenters on Discord called it, it's a film that aged so poorly it curdled. Oh yeah. Uh, that is from Discord user Fast Anna Furious. Anna, thank you for that great tagline. Now, we of course had questions about milk money, and we might have even missed a few things. It is now your chance to set the record straight. Fact check us if you will. It is now time for corrections and omissions. Jason, June, Paul, they correct themselves, but they can't correct them all. If you got a mission, corrections with Paul. Just pick up the phone and you give them a call. You give them a call. And you just give them a call. 1-800-DIP-POWER-LASK and you can make a call. Chris Purcell, nice job. Love that theme song. Let's go to the Discord. Rai 80 writes, when the fire alarm is pulled at the school dance, there's a couple of great ADR lines from Malcolm McDowell when he yells, I hate fire and I don't like closets. <laughs> I did not hear either one of those. Also, Casey Samansko isn't just murdered by Malcolm McDowell. The news report says it was a ritualistic mutilation <laughs> and apparently he cut out his heart. This was all in a family film. Oh, man, I missed the 90s. Right, right. You said it as best as I could. <laughs> I feel like this is a movie where Richard Benjamin, who had made a lot of weird movies, just kind of let people go on ADR and was like, no one will care. No one will listen. It's a fucking kids movie. And you know what? He was right, except for when it came to Rai Rai 80. Rai Rai 80 was on to you. Joe Tangella writes, my favorite piece of trivia about milk money is that one of the kids in the montage where they're selling porn in school was former Red Sox great and two-time World Series champ Kevin Euclid. He is the kid collecting money outside of the bathroom. Uh, apparently, they filmed this scene at his school in Ohio. Now, I did actually mention this in the show, but I kind of messed up his last name. And I have to say that oftentimes when I do talk about sports, on how did this get made, especially in front of a live audience, it go, it goes dead. I remember one time I referenced Steph Curry. The audience had no reaction to it to the point where I was like, Steph Curry, right? You, you all know Steph, no, nothing. Now, I will say, <laughs> um, I was just with Juden the other day and we were talking about going to see Joni Mitchell and um, we were with a woman who's a little bit older and she's like, oh, what concert did you see? And I said, uh, oh, Joni Mitchell. And she's like, oh, who's that? And I, I feel like, and I'm my question to all of you is, that's a name that even if you're not familiar with the work, you know the name, right? Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, Frank Sinatra. Like they're names that are synonymous with music, I would think. And this woman was older than us. So she should definitely know. Anyway, I felt like an idiot. But when I brought up Bob Dylan, she's like, oh, yes, I know Bob Dylan. He sang 
Rocky Mountain High. And so maybe it was just, maybe it was just the wrong person to ask about music. Maybe she was a How Did This Get Made fan. Uh, JXL writes, what the hell was going on with the kid's leather jacket? The kids in the movie all seemed like they wanted to fuck it more than Melanie Griffith. And during the opening air porn market scene, there was a queue of girls paying a quarter a piece to wear it for three seconds. Yeah, that was weird. I remember wanting objects like that. Like, I think whenever a kid had an earring, that was a big deal. Uh, but, like, I remember there was, like, an earring that was, like, a magnet, and people really wanted to put that on their ear to kind of live vicariously through it. And maybe a, a leather jacket had that same kind of cachet. I don't know. That clearly seems like something that is out of somebody's childhood. So I'm going to I'm gonna err on the side of that is real somewhere. Let's go to the phones. Noel from Albuquerque, what do you got? Hey, Paul. This is Noel in Albuquerque. You'll also know me as the twin dad to Evan and Elliot from the Milk Money episode, which we absolutely loved. But I do have a quick correction and omission. Um, in the episode, you guys talk about Kevin and Kevin's dad, but you leave out a little bit of the fact that Kevin's dad is an OCD compulsive neat freak, which is why when he gets out of bed to call the Anne Hayes character, he makes the bed as if he wasn't in it. And this comes back later in Kevin's reaction to learning that his dad is lying to them and cheating on his, his mother with V. And Kevin's reaction to go full on pig pen is a reaction to that kind of OCD compulsive need freak that Kevin is, is mimicking. And we see this also in the credits where Kevin's dad's character, his only reference is as Mr. Clean. So I think that kind of carries through in those two characters and what's, what's going on. So anyways, we love you guys. The babies love you guys. Babies love Jason. Uh, we'll definitely come and visit when we're back out in L.A. Talk to you later. Okay. Well, first of all, hi to the twins. Uh, I buy it. Okay, you make a good point. You said a lot of things that I don't remember. So honestly, based on my lack of memory of this film, I'm going to say that you are 100% right. Thank you for clearing that out. Kevin's dad is an OCD neat freak. Uh, Thomas from Santa Clara writes, well, he doesn't write anything. He actually just calls and leaves a voicemail. That sounds like this. Hey, this is Thomas from Santa Clara. I just wanted to say, Paul, I'm on your side. This movie is crazy. Um, between the child solicitation and the uh, child endangerment, all the adults in the movie should be in jail. Um, but the thing that bothered me the most was something you guys touched on, which was the $250,000 that V gets at the end. How does that pay for everything? Well, I, I did some basic inflation math. Um, and that amount of money in today's money is about 513000 Uh And the average cost per acre of land in Pennsylvania right now is around thirty grand. So in that in that time period, you figure $14,600 per acre. It's only five acres. It's not a lot of land to save. Um, so that's about $73,000 plus $17,000 for a brand new uh, Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Wild choice for a car. So with those two things, she's only in at about 90 k So that leaves $160,000 for however much it costs to franchise or buy a small town ice cream shop and all of the liability insurance they're going to need for that marshland because Kids and people are going to get hurt and they're going to have to pay for it. Um, but I guess it's plausible. That's the only part of the movie that makes sense. All right. Wow. That is absolutely shocking. Wow. I guess $250,000 was, was good. I mean, you know, he's right about the insurance, but I guess they could get around that. Again, it was a different time. Maybe insurance rates were down. Uh, all right. 
I, I'm impressed with that, Thomas. Uh, anyway, let's go to Abby. Hi, Paul. This is Abby. <laughs> um, I was just listening to the Milk Money episode, and I remembered something kind of hilarious right off the top. I, I thought you would have known. I thought in an episode of Party Down, Megan Mullally gets really stoned, and you're in it? And she keeps referring to you as Ed Harris, and she goes, oh, I love milk money. And that's just always been in my head, but I don't, it's been years since I've seen any of this. So anyway, it was really funny. Thank you. Bye. Abby, uh, I don't remember this at all, uh, but good thing our producer Scott does. And Scott actually pulled a clip from Party Down. Your memory was correct, Abby. Take a listen. Dude, I am sorry about this whole thing. It was petty of me. It was small. You deserve better. Yeah. How do you know Ed Harris? Wasn't he wonderful in Milk Money? I feel depressed. How do you fix that? All right. That was... (laughs) Yeah, that's a great episode. I really love that episode. Uh, Well, that's not a great episode. I love being in that episode. I'm a huge fan of Party Down. And if you've not watched the new season of Party Down on uh, Stars, get to it. It's just... It gets better and better. Jenna Garner's in it, and she's great. Uh, Kim Marino, so funny. Martin Starr, the, the whole, Ryan Hansen, everybody. I could name them all. They're all great. Uh, Adam Scott, of course. Um, people are upset Adam Scott has not come back, and I'm. I, we will get to him. We'll get a response from Adam about Fast 10 soon enough. Okay, what is up next? Oh, we got a phone call from Margaret about kids' PJs. All right, I'm in. Hi, Paul. Um, this is Margaret. I am calling uh, with uh, some info about children's PJs. I used to sell them. And this is kind of crazy. But the reason that children's PJs are supposed to be tight fitting and flame retardant goes back to the time of people smoking in the 70s and um, falling asleep while smoking and accidentally setting their houses on fire. So the smoking industry pushed to make furniture and children's PJs flame retardant so that they would not catch fire and not be liable for children's death. It's crazy. But that is the reason why PJs, children's PJs still are cut very tightly for the body filler fitting and they are flame retardant. Um, and the only reason that they can get away with not being flame retardant is if they're extra, extra form fitting. Um, so I thought that would be interesting info for y'all to have. Thanks. Bye. Wait. So wait, we have now kept pajamas tight on kids because when we used to smoke, can't we just loosen that up a little bit? I'm now, well, I'm glad that June is right, but I also feel like she's wrong because it's, you know, a a relic of a bygone era. But anyway, the pajama talk continues on the Discord as Amanda's Amy writes, everyone mocked June about her views on tight-fitting pajamas to prevent burns and fires. But as a mom, I know that all kids' pajamas come with a big tag attached to them about this exact thing. There are actually rules and regulations mandating that pajamas are either flame-retardant or tight-fitting. Now, she posts this picture. I I get this. Yeah, like I, I, I order pajamas all the time uh, for my kid, not all the time, but a lot. And I've seen this tag. It says for children's safety, the garment should fit snugly. This garment is not flame resistant. Loose fitting garment is more likely to catch fire. Okay, well, I see that. And maybe that's what June said. I always find that on really cheapo stuff. But anyway, Scott, Uh, chimes in. This is our producer, Scott. And he goes, in 1996, the Consumer Product Safety Council Commission introduced a loophole into children's sleepwear regulations that says kids' PJs do 
not, repeat, do not have to be fire resistant as long as they are snug fitting. Why? Well, because tight fitting pajamas are less likely to ignite if the child is near an open flame and they are less flammable due to a lack of oxygen between the child's skin and the garment. So why wouldn't a parent simply buy a regular fit PJs that are fire resistant? Well, flame resistant chemicals can sometimes irritate the skin and may be linked to health problems. Does this vindicate June? Well, one Discord user chimes in. Richard Ballshaft says the pajamas are already designed to be close fitting at the correct size. There's no need to size down. Well, okay, but here's the thing. Why are we so worried about fucking pajamas? What about regular clothes? Like, like we only are going to catch fire at night? Like, we're only escaping a fiery inferno at night? I call bullshit on it. All clothes should be tight fitting then. But we can't just go like fires start at night. We're not cavemen and women, people. Anyway, so many great corrections and omissions this week, but there can only be one. And honestly, the the winner is clear. I I don't want to get into all the pajama talk. Abby, amazing ear for remembering that I was referenced as the main character of this film. But truly, the person who brought it all home for me was... My friend Thomas from Santa Clara, who did the actual math and found out how much money a V got at the end of this movie. And honestly, the time that you spent there means that you, sir, are a winner and you get this amazing song from Hominem. Hit it. You win. All right, if you uh, want to take part in this kind of discussion, please do hit us up on the Discord at discord at .gg slash hdtgm or call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. But if you want to submit a tagline, like I introduced the segment with today, you can also do that as well. There's all these forums and boards. I love Discord. It's great. Coming up, Jason and I answer some listener phone calls and recommend TV shows and movies that we're currently into. Plus, I reveal next week's movie, and at the very end of the show, I will share an exclusive deleted scene from our Milk Money episode. So, you don't want to miss that. Stick around. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places, and I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're thinking of hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching. And you know what? Did you know that 70% of users don't even visit other leading job sites? If you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. LinkedIn knows that small businesses might not have the time or resources, so they're constantly finding ways to make the process easier. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in 24 hours, and they even 
just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash valuable. That's linkedin.com slash valuable to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. All right, people. Uh, you probably noticed that uh, the How Did This Get Made feed on every Monday, we are pulling out an old episode and re-releasing them back into the rotation. This week's matinee Monday was Holy Matrimony, and next week's will be My Stepmom is an Alien, directed by Milk Money director Richard Benjamin. So keep on checking out these replays of old episodes of How Did This Get Made every single Monday. And uh, let's let's just go into Just Chat, but let's do a little bit different, because Jason and I decided for Just Chat this week, we're going to open up the helpline one more time and offer up our expert advice. And we even toss in some TV and movie recommendations, too. Rob from Long Island, take it away. All right, Jason, we occasionally do this, a chance to talk back to people, give them advice, help them with their lives. Uh, we got some phone calls. Should we go to the phone and see what people have to say? Sure. Why not? Why not? Boom. Hi, Paul. This is Nate from Cincinnati. I had a question uh, that keeps getting brought up over the course of the How Did, the, How Did This Get Made podcast. Um, all three of you have brought up coffee drinking and tea drinking at one point or another, and it always makes me thirsty for a good cup of tea or a good cup of coffee. During one of the episodes that I can't remember, June brought up that you, Paul, make a fantastic pot of coffee in the morning, but she never went into details on what makes this pot of coffee so damn good. So my question to you is, what do you do (laughs) to make your coffee the best in the world? Thanks, Paul. Take care. Was a very a very good question. I feel like we both can kind of tackle because I know Jason, sure. you also have some techniques. I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, um, I was in London at one point, and uh, I was in this very famous tea shop. Uh, amazing. It's it's like a 
a floor of tea. Oh, wow. And I was looking around and I said to June, I sent her a text. I said, June, should I get some tea? Like, what, anything you like? And she's like, hard pass uh, is what she sent me from uh, <laughs> the world's uh, greatest tea uh, company here. And, you know, I, I like tea. I like a tea. I will make a tea. I like a tea at the end of the night. You like a tea during the day I, or, or I've seen you kind of. I'm a coffee it... day, tea night person. Okay. Um, unless, unless I'm wanting. Yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much how it shakes out. Okay. Because I'll tell you this much. I don't drink hot coffee. I don't love hot coffee. I'll have a latte. I'll do different things. I like, a, I like an iced coffee. Uh, I found myself loving this new brand. Uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce his name, but it's, I think it's called uh, Cometeer or uh, okay. Cometeer. I don't know. Uh, and it basically is like bouillon cubes of coffee. They come frozen in a little pod, oh, but wow. they're from some of the best coffee places around the country. Um, and then you would drop that into a coffee cup and then pour hot water over it and it becomes uh, coffee. But it's, it's not like instant because it's frozen like an ice pop and i actually use it for great iced coffee it's the first time i've really loved my iced coffee because the huh. coffee's so good it's from go get them tiger it's from all yeah. these uh cool places and you can kind of dictate what you want out of the box but uh that has been my new go-to for like an iced beverage because i feel like i can't figure out the cold brew thing to my yeah. liking it's always sure. a little too too much for me yeah, um i get that but yeah i mean but i will say this I make a great pot of coffee for June. I I don't know what it is. I think it's just, <laughs> uh, I think that June likes a very basic uh, coffee. She likes Pete's Major Dickinson oh, wow. uh, blend. That's what she likes. I've tried to change that. Mm-hmm. I've tried to bring other coffees into the house and she sniffs them out from a mile away. I've tried to uh, sell her on grinding beans. And and doing it like that, sure. she won't do it. Oh, I like all that stuff. I love all that. Oh, stuff. see, that's this, my this whole is... that's my whole gig. Is my whole morning is yeah. like I'm making. It takes me a, a minute to make a. My, I'm making. I'm grinding beans in a big burr grinder. Mm. I make a French. I, I make a French press uh, every morning. If you want to see me make a French press, actually, yeah, uh, from many, many, many years ago, over ten years ago. But it's the same. I still do the same exact thing now that I did then. I did a video for Amy Poehler's Boys Minute uh, oh, yeah. uh, when she had that channel going. Yes. Where, uh, uh, what was the channel called? The The segment was Smart called Smart Girls. Smart Girls. Right? Thank you. Uh, there was a segment called Boys Minute. And um, in my minute, I talked about how I make a French press. Um, and so I, I grind beans. I, I traditionally use go get em beans or counterculture or a couple of other. Counterculture uh, is part of this yep. comatier uh, thing. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. Um, so I'll grind, I'll, I'll grind beans. I'll make a French press every morning. Um, I'm, I, I, I subscribe to, I'll shout out James Hoffman, who is a British YouTube, uh, coffee expert. He's a British coffee expert who has a prominent YouTube coffee channel. Uh, I use his French press. I've altered, I've actually altered my French press method that is in that Amy Poehler, uh, cha- in the boys minute video, 
slightly to accommodate James Hoffman's method, which I actually think is a little bit better. By the way, um, I want to just say that, Jason, very easily, all you have to do is type in Jason Manzuka's French press. First thing that comes great. up Done. is you right here with Boom. Boys Minute. Great. So that's it. That's like I make a I make a French press every day and I have for, you know, 20 years. Now, I like that idea. You see, I like process. I like getting in. Yeah. I like smelling the beans. And it's, I when the whole I, thing. it's also when I watch like that's when I'll watch something that I might want to watch that I might just want to have. Like it's when I oftentimes will will process like that week's SNL or or right. certain things that I that, that don't demand my full attention, but I want to watch. You know, I'll put it on the iPad while I make my coffee or just NPR or Howard Stern. No, I love that. I love that idea. Like, and that this is what uh, I feel like I'm often trying to sell June on, you know, this idea of like, let's try Let's up it. Let's upgrade it. But no, we, she has very specific uh, things. Now I'm going to say this to you, Jason. Yeah. 10 years ago, you let cameras into your house. Isn't this crazy? Yes. Isn't that crazy? I watched it recently and I was like, wow, I can't believe this is a period though. When it didn't occur to me, this is not my house now. This is not right, my house. Right, now. Yes. This is my. This is where I lived many, many years ago. Uh, but yeah, there is. That's like that is. Isn't that nuts? It it, it is truly uh, shocking. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, and <laughs> that's my biggest takeaway from that, and it looks great though. But yes. Oh, so uh, we use a uh, Cuisinart uh, pot. Very basic. Uh, everything yeah. is okay. super, super basic. I've tried to up the ante. I will do different things. Like when I was making my cold brew, I would be uh, like putting, I would be grinding up some hazelnuts of doing different, different things. I try to like a uh, cinnamon mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, trying to make it, you know, but um, you know, simple wins the race for June. And, uh, and now that I have this like way to make my ice coffee in the morning. I really like that because I also am still taking that time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like, it, it just, I like the preparation of it. I like having it. And then I put it in a big Yeti and I walk around and I get to sip it. But um, let's talk tea for a second. Just quickly, yeah. some tea stuff. You, are you, are you rocking tea bags or are you, are you putting yeah. a little sea? Okay. All right. I'm almost always doing a tea bag. I, I, I loose tea. I, I have loose tea. I almost never go for it because it's, that's when I don't necessarily want process. Got it. You know, it's tea is usually like it's late. I want like I'm I'm I just want some tea to kind of wind down. I would rather just throw a tea bag in and 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 do that. I mean, that, um, this is where I mean, look, I'm uh, yeah. no no offense uh, I, to anyone out there who loves uh, making their own tea, but celestial seasonings. This is where I'm getting I'm I'm getting into like just give me something nice and basic. Give me oh, a, yeah. A, yeah, I love it. Yeah, give me a give me a Moroccan mint tea. Give Ooh, me a, I love that. You know, if or or just straight up give me something like chamomile or something very you know ginger or you know uh, very mellow, very easy end of night kind of tea. And I will say this, uh, which people don't know, but I, I feel like I should share it. Like a lot of people say, like when you have a. Uh, uh, when you have a, a sore throat or something like that, you should be drinking tea. And that that's the exact opposite, apparently. Uh, I've talked to a lot of singers. So you should not exacerbate the vocal cords any more than they are by putting hot liquid oh, on it. that's interesting. As well. Yeah. Huh. But I will, uh, I will tell you that uh, Jason and I often uh, talk about, uh, you know, this website, Wirecutter, which we like. 
And uh, they have a whole section on the best teas. Uh, like Do a, they a, really? Oh, yes. A smooth ruby black tea with honey notes wow. is uh, Us Too. It's Taiwanese black tea, Manhattan black. And they also talk about like a uh, a black tea for those who like it with milk. That's Taylor of Harrogate, Scottish breakfast tea. Oh, that sounds yeah, they great. Got, they got a lot of different stuff here with the links to go get it. So that's why our cutter has a whole big thing. Oh, nice. Um, oh, good. All right. I'll check that out. Uh, hit us with another call, Scott. Hi, this is Victoria from San Diego. I just wanted to say I just finished listening to the Fast Fast X Last Looks uh, with Jason, and it was super fun, but I just kind of wanted to describe it as it felt a lot like when mom goes out with her girlfriends for the first time in a while and dad has to watch the kids and kind of doesn't really know what he's doing on his own, but it's still (laughs) super fun. Thanks for you do. Well, Jason, let me tell you, first of all, people love you as host. People say put some respect on Jason's name to uh, as host. Uh, we always know uh, that you're going to deliver, uh, you know, and <laughs> and you get to come in uh, and, and have to do this from tips to tails. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, happily. It, but I'm, I'm and I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best to give big substitute teacher energy. I love that. Look, when when June goes out, I did this thing that is not it's not indicative of our household at all but i get my sons to start chanting boys night yeah boys night. (laughs) boys night is the same as every other night in our house sure uh but it is like but it is like so fun to feel like someone's not there and you get to uh you get to kind of run the show the way that you want to do it uh i'll tell you this much shocked that by the time you were releasing that episode fast 10 on video on demand what yes. is going on? That the movie was in the theater for three weeks. Do you think that's indicative of it underperforming at the box office? So I did a little research on this, and I found out that that is just Universal Studios. Oh, that's their window? way of acting. Okay, because they, I guess, it oddly is as profitable as keeping it in the theater. So three weeks in the theater, and then you're charging people nineteen Got or twenty four dollars. Yeah, per you know, per buy, Mm -hmm. because it's like even, I think it's 19 to rent and 24 to buy, which by the way, I bought it. I had to. Um, And what I, what I really love about Fast and Furious being out so quickly is the amount of rips that people have just taken little moments, like uh, Jason Momoa just going, woohoo, and then jumping (laughs) uh, or, or the, uh, uh, you know, no spoiler alert here because hopefully you've already watched it. Uh, Gal Gadot, the smile at the yeah. like everything about it. it. It like you get to enjoy it while it's still a part of the uh, the cultural. That's, yes, while it's still in the zeitgeist. I like that. I haven't I haven't bought it yet, but I did buy John Wick for boy oh, oh yes. boy, just so I can rewatch it. I've I've already watched it twice. So at home. good. Um, it is fantastic. I know we're not currently talking about what we've been watching but boy i just love popping in and watching a bunch of it it's great oh it is such a fun movie i bought that as soon as i could get donnie it. donnie yen a a flawless addition to this universe okay now the very large gentleman that uh is plays uh he plays cards with right did not realize that was all like a nutty professor suit. Oh yeah, that's Scott Atkins. I yeah. did not know that. And then when I looked, and I've, I've, you know, I've, oh, uh, yeah. I didn't, I did not know all of his. Uh, yeah, Scott I didn't know Atkins I didn't know. is like a prolific, um, you know, like B movie action star. Um, okay, as he's like a huge. He's he's an incredible um, a performer. He's he's really he's also. 
Uh, he's in at least John Wick 1. He's also in Ip Man 4. Yeah. Uh, Donnie in again. Uh, I have, did not know that much about this guy. And so when I saw that, I was like, whoa, this, it was really, uh, I mean, that transformation is pretty Yeah, awesome. it's a good, it's a good suit. It's, he looks, he looks very compelling. Uh, Especially uh, when you see how cut he is. Like and, he yeah, is. And, and he's, and he's able to fight well in it. It's it, like, I, it's, the movie is fucking rad as oh, hell. It's so, so good. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, what do we got? What's the next call we got? Oh, wait a minute. Can I just, can we pause for one second? Yeah. I just wanted to say, I, I, I like that the vibe of me hosting Last Looks is uh, uh, dad's away. <laughs> Mom's away, apparently. Mom's, Mom's away, away. Dad's away. The the kids are running the kingdom. That's all I want. I, I love it. I mean, the or, reviews. Or it, more of, like uh, uncles in charge. Uh, look, I, I, I love it uh, that <laughs> it is happening like that. Hi, Paul. Uh, this is Aaron uh, in Boston. And, uh, and Megan, his wife, also a deep dive fan. Yes. And uh, we kind of have a dilemma that we need your help solving. So we moved to Boston back in 2019. And as huge fans of the show, we were really excited we moved here because we're like, they always come to Boston. We'll see a show. Now, of course, the pandemic happened and 
a lot's changed in our life since then. So um, the only problem now is is we're moving away from Boston in December, and July 25th, we're, we're having, having a baby. baby. So we kind of have a dilemma here of what do we do? What's the freshest baby you can bring to a show? Yeah. So uh, any help or advice on this, much appreciated. Thanks. What's Ooh, the freshest, freshest baby, baby you can bring to a show? We've had very, we've had very young babies. I mean, we've that, had that is really, we've had newborns. Somebody brought like a three-week-old baby to a show once at least, if, and maybe even, maybe even less. I don't know. You know, um, it. I think that the 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 thing that I would say is this: if you're just bringing the baby to bring the baby, God bless. But you know what? This is also supposed to be a, a timeout for you all as well. Like, if it's going to be too much of. I'm not saying it for us. I'm saying it for you, the audience. Like if it's too much for you to deal with a baby that's not going to be sitting still for you, I don't think you should bring the baby just because I think you won't enjoy it. But a lot of people bring these young babies that are just sleeping and uh, and then it's great. Oh, yeah. If you think you can if you think you can get by without it making you or let's be honest, the people around you distracted or uncomfortable or anything like that, then bring the baby. But also, like, don't prioritize seeing this show live over being good parents. Get it together, idiots. You know, stay home with your goddamn baby. The baby, you're going to bring a brand new baby to, let me be clear, you're going to bring a brand new baby to a crowded show of all places in Boston, my hometown. You know some... You know, there's some some fucking fan, some Boston fan is going to think the baby thinks it's better than them. And that the person's going to want to fight the baby because Boston is what happens. You think you think you're smarter than me, baby. Watch out. That's what's going to happen. And we you gotta don't be careful. want baby fights. You got to protect your baby from fucking drunk Boston maniacs, which is 90 <laughs> percent of our audience when we're there. I often say this, too. And maybe I've already said this. I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm going to. This is a night for parents. Like, bring your baby if you want. But also, if you have a chance to get out of the house with a brand new baby and you can relax for two and a half hours and get a nice meal, like, as a parent, I say embrace that. Embrace that, you know, uh, just enjoy that, too. Don't 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 sacrifice uh, a night out just for the uh, a, a chance that Jason may bless your baby. And also, don't bring your baby thinking that's what I want. Well, that's I, the whole thing. I don't want you people, I don't want bringing people bringing babies that shouldn't be there. If a baby, don't think that having a baby at a show grants you entree to talking to me, getting near me, or anything like that. Not interested. The baby, a baby tried to murder me in Houston, Texas. Let's be clear. Okay. Uh, by the way, I will say that, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, after that baby gave you COVID in Texas, you're you're a little more suspect of babies. Oh, I haven't touched a baby since. Yeah, I haven't there touched we go. Ba- and I didn't even touch that baby that night. So I guess the question comes down to this. July 25th, we do a show on 8-8. Is it too soon? You know what? It may be the perfect time. Uh, you got to call it as you see it. We don't charge extra for babies. Uh, but if your baby is not colicky, not weird, uh, then uh, then jump on in and uh, and 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 embrace and embrace the uh, embrace being a new parent. But uh, 
But yeah. Oh, somebody is showing us on screen right now a picture of t- some people brought twins to Largo recently. Yeah. Um, oh my God. They twin were amazing. babies, one of whom I believe was named After middle June. name June. Yeah. Um, so far I haven't heard of anybody naming their baby Jason. Or even more preferred Zooks. Why not why not why, why not, not name yeah, your why kid don't you just first get name in there Zooks? and go? Mm, that would be interesting. I like that. Why not? Think about it, everybody. <laughs> uh, all right. No, I was no. going to say, before we wrap up, can I just shout out a few things that I've been watching that I want to give some attention to? Uh, absolutely. Because I have. I was going to say, maybe we should just each list off three things we want to like clue people in on because we haven't talked right. about it for a little bit of time. So we'll just kind of make it quick, but we just kind of touch on three things. Okay. So a couple of things that I want to shout out. I, I've, I've talked about them a little bit. Um, uh, uh, so you might have heard me talk about it, but Polite Society... The Nita Manzur movie, uh, the same creator from the Peacock show, We Are Lady Parts, um, which a show I loved. This movie is incredible. Beautiful British coming of age comedy. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. Um, Polite society. It's it's you can get it now. Buy it, rent it, support. Please support it. We're, we talk so much about big IP, Fast and Furiouses and Star Warses and Marvels. Let's support smaller things. So to that end, polite society. Um, I love that. I'll, I'll what throw do you got? one thing and say a uh, uh, friend of the podcast, a uh, frequent guest on the podcast, uh, Seth Rogen has a great show called Platonic, which I really have been enjoying. Oh, I haven't on seen it yet. Yes. Apple TV. It's really funny. And um, I don't know. I think that this handles this idea really well, which is like, it's a, I love the relationship between him and Rose Byrne. Uh, they yeah. are just male and female friends, but they're, they do a great job of taking the sexual energy out of it and really yep. making it yep. about great friends. And that's, that I'm a, Ooh, I'm, a, that. I'm a huge fan of Nick Stoller. And I, and I think, uh, as much as I love his movies, I actually love seeing him, uh, when he, does television as well because it, I, I feel like he can even breathe longer in these scenes. Like you yeah. get these nice bigger scenes. I just think that his writing is always uh, so oh, great, great in his character. Okay. So uh, high recommend of Platonic and a shout out to Carla Gallo who is very, yeah. very funny in it. Oh, nice. Great. Um, I will shout out um, the other two, which is absolutely oh, yeah. always funny. pound for pound the funniest show on television right now. I think they are about to finish this season season three it's on max it's absolutely so fucking funny this show while also having moments of genuine heartbreak and heartache that are so real and land so well i i don't know any other show right now um that is so successful at at both heartbreak and absurd hilarious comedy uh it's fantastic the other two absolutely dynamite what else you got? I'm going to give a location out here. If you're in Los Angeles and you live on the east side, I live on the east side. So excited that Vidiots is now open oh. for business. Vidiots is one of the premier video stores here in Los Angeles. It used to be all the way out in Santa Monica. They still rent movies. They built a giant video store. You can rent tons of great stuff, stuff you can't find anywhere else. But more importantly, they have an open, beautiful theater. They've converted this like uh, this wow. old church and the the screenings that they have. Uh, this is just from uh, like last month, like on a Saturday, you could go in the afternoon and see who framed Roger Rabbit. And then at night, go see One-Eyed Jacks. You could go see Repo Man and Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Birdcage and Crooklyn. It's huh. it, it's like having and this cool. is a very specific L.A. reference, uh, a new Beverly on the east side. And that ah, to me is great. 
thrilling. Uh, oh, really great. well, great Wait, programming. Tell me again where it is. It's um, it's in Eagle Rock, great. and it's right on the main strip in Eagle Rock. It's beautiful location, fun shows, great interviews going on. Uh, directors are popping up there all the time. It and the theater is completely brand new. Beautifully redone, giant. Every Saturday and Sunday afternoon is a kids matinee or kids film, family right. movie. And then uh, they're just doing a tremendous programming. And I think it's going to just build and build and build and build. Okay, great. I'm going to throw in just a couple of quick things. On Freebie, which is Amazon's ad-supported network where I've talked about the Tegan and Sarah show High School that yeah. I loved, coming-of-age story. Another incredible coming-of-age story, Primo. Oh, um, yes. This People is the Shea Serrano Yes, Shay Serrano's show, um, produced by Mike Schur. Um, one of the writers is friend of the show, Jason Concepcion, uh, who does his own fantastic uh, podcast, X-Ray Vision. Um, I can't recommend this show enough. It is another coming-of-age story, very funny, but also such good heart, such a great heart uh, show, really human stuff, really fun, in a category that I feel like is really underserved right now. It's just really teen coming of age stuff that is very funny and not like goofy or not. It, it doesn't have a lot of added stuff. It's just great coming of age storytelling. It feels like a John Hughes movie or something, you know, I want to bring up one thing that I, I just felt like I reopened my eyes to obviously Indiana Jones fever. I don't know if it's sweeping the nation. I don't know if it's sweeping the nation, but it's here. You know, we have I heard a new there's one a vaccine out. coming. Uh, you know, <laughs> we got to get that. It's the, uh, the, <laughs> That fever is high. I know. Well, you got to get that uh, that Waller Bridge vaccine. The um, so now I will tell you this: uh, I have been getting ready for Indiana Jones, and I rewatched Temple of Doom, which is not the one that I would ever yep. really reach for. And man, alive! I love this movie, and it's worth a Great. rewatch. It's so weird. It's so dark. It's I don't know. I, I was having a conversation the other day about it. It is truly two men who. At a point in their careers, we're like, we are unstoppable. And yeah. every note that someone would give them to make it more family friendly, more four quadrant, uh, they did not take. And I think that the recipe, I, some people may hate it. I think it's wonderful. And well, you can it's kind of like the Empire Strikes Back of yeah. indie because it's darker. It's harsher. It's not. A, it doesn't have a it's like it's a much harder movie. Yeah, Indy likes to fuck in that movie, and yep. uh, and kids are being like tortured and oh yeah, kidnapped, and there's voodoo, and it's 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 really fun. I, I here's the thing I'll say, uh, and the larger point of it is like it's unfortunate that that movie had such critical backlash, or you know people are like oh it's too dark, you know it's the reason why PG thirteen came into existence because of the heart yeah. rip scene, which my sister because we went to it, my dad yeah. took me and oh, my, my sister to it, and had to like take my sister out of the theater and she still will talk about how upsetting it was to watch him reach in and pull someone's heart out. Uh, uh, a moment when which Mola Ram reaches into someone's chest, pulls out their heart, no blood. And it is fucking, it, it scarred me as well. It scarred me yeah. as well. Uh, it's so good. But the, uh, but I'll say this, if, if only people were on board with it, because I think that the wrong lessons were taken from that movie, which was like, let's try to recreate the first one where yeah. this was such a crazily fun departure from the first one. Sure. That uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's worth a look back. I was kind of like to to when these trilogies are coming out, like kind of catch up on all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. And uh, and that was a fun one to watch. 
Um, let me just shout out a couple of other things just th- because I want them to get the attention they deserve. The second season of Somebody Somewhere, the Bridget Everett show uh, on oh, Max yeah, is, so is back and is so beautiful. Our friend Jeff Hiller, again, doing absolutely incredible work on that show. Um, Kyle Kinane has a new comedy special out that's very funny. Um, we were talking about Joni uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, the folk singer Karen Dalton has a there's a beautiful documentary about her called In My Own Time. Ooh. I loved American Born Chinese. Are you watching American oh, Born Chinese? Oh, no, I haven't watched it yet. Holy that. shit, this show's good. American Born Chinese, based on an incredible uh, comic. So I not just is the show fantastic, uh, a reunion of almost everybody from everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, the show is fantastic, but the comic is fantastic. So I can't recommend it enough. If you like the show or if you want to get into it, this is a great entryway for young people comic uh, this is a good comic for young people this is a gr- another great coming of age story i love um, this i'm uh, gonna shout out one thing too if you're not watching yeah. star trek uh strange new worlds new season has started and i really like this show it's it is like technically a prequel but it's a week by week episodic fun star trek show back to basics not mired in a lot of the stuff that I think a lot of people have been reacting negatively towards, even though uh, that seems to be where they're following uh, up with more shows. But this is a nice clean the slate. And I like I like a lot of the new stuff, too. But uh, yeah, that's a great segue for my last recommendation, which is predicated entirely on you. Oh, I have watched season three of Picard. And holy shit, it's fantastic. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Fantastic. And this is coming from someone who I've not watched any other seasons of Picard. Nope, you didn't have great. That's only the most cursory knowledge of Star Trek the Next Generation. I'm not a this is not a word. I don't know the canon. I don't know the history. I don't know any of this stuff, but it didn't matter at all. This was exciting. How great. Is, it's a whodunit in space. It's I mean, a great self-contained ugh. whodunit. It felt like what I was saying a couple of weeks ago about all these Agatha Christie's that I've been watching. Yes. It felt like a self-contained mystery in space, though. Uh, I loved it. And I mean, can we just say uh, Jonathan Frakes, Fantastic. amazing performance, amazing yeah. performance, right? Uh, and uh, and then I just have to shout out Michael Dorn as well. You know, I want to call out one thing because Avril Halley, our amazing uh, movie picking producer, she heard us have this conversation about uh, murder mysteries, right? And so she oh, wrote yeah. me and she goes, I want to give you a few recommendations. So these oh, are great. Avril recommendations and I can speak to one of them, which I love. The Last of Sheila, 1973, written by Stephen Sondheim with Anthony Perkins. The cast is phenomenal. This movie oh, is cool. amazing. It was brought to my attention by Ryan Johnson, uh, I think when he was talking oh, about yeah. the inspirations okay. for uh, Knives Up, Knives uh, Up. Okay. she said uh, her personal favorite Perot adaptation was yeah. uh, The Evil Under the Sun uh, with oh, okay. uh, Peter Ustinov. Uh, she oh, said amazing. Okay, yeah. He's done. He, you, Peter Ustinov is Poirot in a bunch of them. Yes. Uh, that, I haven't seen that one. I've seen some of the other ones. And then she said uh, Death Trap. So funny, so mm-hmm. cynical, so twisted. Yes. I don't want to spoil anything else. So those are three great recommendations from Avril, who we force her to pick shitty movies, but also has amazing <laughs> taste uh, across the board. So I wanted to give her a shout out. There. Oh, no, that's good. And those are good recs. OK, good. Yeah. I'm glad. All right. Great. Uh, Jason, we will uh, talk again soon. Home run. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, Jason, for just chatting with me, just giving advice with me. Uh, I hope we gave you some good recommendations there. 
But now that we got milk money out of the way, let's talk about next week's movie. We're going from boys learning to fuck to Ben Affleck in a what the fuck movie. That's right. Next week, we are watching Robert Rodriguez's 2023. That's right. 2023 thriller Hypnotic. It just came out a few weeks ago. And boy, oh boy, it's a doozy. Uh, Here's a short breakdown of the plot. A detective investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter and a secret government program. Actually, that's pretty concise. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 35% score on the tomato meter. And James Berardini from Real Reviews says, this is what happens when a less talented director tries to make a Christopher Nolan movie. Ooh, shots fired. Anyway, listen to the trailer. Are you familiar with the concept of hypnotics? Hypnotics. Hypnotics have the ability to influence the brain. It's very hot today. To make you see a version of the world that doesn't exist. I have to know everything. What you're seeing isn't real! Hypnotic. Rated R. Only in theaters May 12th. Now look, Hypnotic just came out in theaters last month. It's already available to rent as a premium VOD title, and I know it's going to be expensive. So I'm going to say this. Please try to watch it, but if you can't, I think you will be able to get it nonetheless. Maybe watch a clip or two just so you get an idea of what we're talking about. But again, I think you're going to get it. Um, Now, before we wrap up the episode, I want you to check out this bonus scene from our Milk Money show where we answer an audience member's question about the scene between Melanie Griffith and Philip Bosco. Okay, yes, your question. Uh, Yeah, to get back to the $250,000, she spends all that in this suburb that's, what, like a couple hours bike ride outside of the town immediately after. By the way, she walks home. So I think it's, I think it might be 45 minutes. In heels. If that. And she does it immediately after getting her freedom from the guy that the money is stolen from. And right after he tells her that he just murdered Malcolm McDowell, like there's no concern about this blowing back to her. That's what I, that's, I really, we can't get into those details. Well, I, I I had a real question about that scene because they set up and maybe I'm wrong, but that's the only time we see Philip Bosco in the whole movie. Correct. That's it. It did feel they gave him a weight of like, well, here she comes with right. him again. And you're like, but have we seen Well, but that's He's like been that, well, there's this moment. Mentioned He's been mentioned, times. but not seen. This but, feels like a scene we missed. But but this is a moment where she's like, I'd like to have my freedom. And he goes, you're good to go. And then she walks by the door and you want him to go into a full monologue. But if you go, let me tell you about your life. No, yeah. and she just leaves. That's it. Like, like you want to like, go pretty shocking. easy, given that we'd been kind of running mo- for the last two hours. The movie's also <laughs> such a delicate balance. If you get too deep in the weeds of the crime story, you really have to look at the harsh reality that these children are in abject harm. Like they are, they are on the precipice of disaster. Sure. So you really have to broad strokes the crime yeah. story so that you can get on board for the romance with Guess the dad, what? the coming of age story Guess for these what? kids. One would argue you don't even need the crime story. It doesn't do of anything. Of course you do, Paul. Paul. Of course you do. Paul. I do think you need it. I, I think what happened, my what, what I was chase? working with, no, I think what happened is that there probably was a different ending. There probably was something different that was going on with Johnny the Pope or Jerry the Pope. but And there were probably different stakes at the end. But I think what happened is they started filming and saw 
how good this little boy actor was. Incredible. How good Melanie is, how good Ed Harris is, what these scenes feel like, what they feel like. (laughs) And I think they said, you know what? Fuck it. We want them to be together. Who's saying this? (laughs) Them. All of us. All of them are. Casey, humanity. (laughs) So are you saying saying in the middle of the movie, the director's like, we need to change the third act. Richard Benjamin's like, you know what? I think so because it's it's because they're, they are walking such a, like such a fine line here of, of how much we as an audience can take. And they, we also have to, we also have to explore other characters we've got Kevin's dad and we've got this one and that one. We don't so even understand why we don't understand why Casey Samansko has a wine rack by the front door where you would put your keys. Why isn't it in the kitchen? We got to go deeper on that character. Oh, I keep my wine in the foyer. <laughs> All right, people, that is it. Uh, please remember to rate and review the show. It helps. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us on that. You can visit us on social media at HDTGM. Uh, remember, we are on tour. Just go to HDTGM.com to find out tickets, information, all that kind of stuff. And as we get closer, movies will be announced. It will be a different movie every single night. And if you want commercial-free access to how did this get made, our entire archive, and so much more, sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial. Use the code BONKERS. Uh, and also... Uh, if you've not checked out Avril Halley's Movie Bitches YouTube page, you are missing out, especially if you're a RuPaul fan. We will see you next week for Hypnotic. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.